I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with US singer-songwriter Karen Williams. Now, I've only really just discovered some of Karen's music recently and really loving it. She's recently just done a, a single with Tate, well-known uh, singer Michael Tate uh, uh, from the Newsboys, and uh, she's got a great sound. We've got her on the line at the moment. How are you, Karen? I'm wonderful, Matt. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, it is great to uh, have a chat to you. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, your accent, your background. What part of the state are you from? Well, I am from Orlando, Florida, where we don't really have accents, <laughs> but I live now in Nashville, Tennessee, where, where you know, everybody has a southern accent. Yep. So uh, my, my family down in Orlando tell me that I've picked up a little bit of the southern accent, but I don't... I don't know if I hear it very much, but hey, I'll take it. It's a, it's a beautiful accent. So. And you <laughs> can I hear like, my Aussie accent. accent. Have you chatted to many Aussies before? Do you know many Aussies? We do, Yeah, we have a couple of songwriter friends here who are Aussies, so we just sit and listen to them talk. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you guys just talk all day. I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone we know that's one of the songwriter friends? Um, I'm not sure. They're country songwriters, so yeah. I'm not sure, uh, but they mm. have written songs in the country market that you guys would probably know. So. Okay, cool. Good friends. Yeah, Aussies are everywhere, aren't we, hey? Yes, yes. <laughs> You guys are awesome. <laughs> so, Karen, for those who don't know your story, tell us what was your family life like and uh, how did you come to the Lord and everything? Well, I grew up in uh, in a, a very unique family, definitely a unique situation. I grew up as the eldest sister in a family of 19 children. Whoa! And, uh, yes, most people think they've heard me wrong, but you, you heard me right, 19. Uh, 14 of my brothers and sisters are adopted from all over the world. So I have um, siblings that are from South Korea, from Brazil, from Romania and from the Philippines. And then my parents had a couple of children of their own. I was one of those. And uh, so we total out at 19. And of course, now everyone's grown and, and getting married and having kids of their own. So at Christmas time, there's about 60 or 65 of us. Mm. So it's just complete insanity for, for a couple of hours at Christmas time. But, but it's so much fun. And, and I'm, I'm very thankful for the way that I grew up now. Um, as an adult looking back, I realize man, how, you know, the impact of what my parents did. As as a child, all I knew was that I had this huge, wonderful family and there was always somebody to play with, you know. But as an adult, I realized, wow, you know, my parents could have done a lot of things with what they were blessed with and they chose to continue to keep opening up our home and opening up their hearts to more kids that, that are in need. And, and in a lot of cases, as my dad says, um, I think that their lives were literally, quite literally saved uh, you know, looking at some of the conditions that they were living in. And now to see them thrive and, and just living the life God has called them to is, is pretty awesome to see now as adults. But um, we grew up in a Christian home. Going to church for us was as natural as breathing or eating. Uh, but And I accepted the Lord when I was very young. I was about five or six years old. But I didn't fully understand what I had done until I got into high school and I rededicated my life to the Lord. And, and that's when my, my relationship with the Lord became real. You know, my, my husband always says, growing up in a Christian home doesn't make you a Christian any more than hanging out at McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. So <laughs> I, I began to understand that as I, as I got into late high school and into college, that, um, that uh, you know, life is a lot better when we kind of step aside and allow the Lord to lead. And, and then just a little bit of my story of how I came to this point. Uh, after college, I, I 
settled into Orlando where my family was, and I was perfectly happy there and kind of living in my little safety net. And um, I felt like the Lord kind of started working on my heart saying, go to Nashville. You know, you know that music thing that you love so much? You know, go. And, uh, and I have something really cool prepared for you there if you'll go. And for about a year, I was happy to tell the Lord that I was just fine right where I was at. <laughs> I had no interest in disrupting my life and moving far away from my family. And, um, and after about a year of that, I finally said, you know what, now's the time. If I'm ever going to take this risk, um, and if I say that I trust the Lord with my life, then I need to go where he's calling me to go. And so I packed up my things and rented out my, my condo there in Orlando and came to Nashville. Didn't know one person, and I just threw myself in. But I, I knew if the Lord was leading that I was in good hands. So I'm, I'm so thankful for my solid Christian foundation, but uh, I'm also thankful that as I've grown, you know, that I, that I understand um, the, the personal relationship that this has to be between, you know, just because my parents were Christians doesn't make me a Christian. And let's just backtrack a bit. I know music was a big part of your childhood, but sport mm-hmm. also played a big part in your life. You're an active member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Tell us what kind of yes. sport you're involved with. Well, growing up, I was a gymnast. And I always kind of, as a child, I thought I would compete in the Olympics. And gymnastics is a tough sport. So you either have to, there comes that point for every gymnast where you have to make it your entire life or, or kind of let it be recreational. And, and so I, I was interested in, I was so interested in music as a child that I finally said, okay, I'm going to let gymnastics be kind of recreational and fun for me. And, um, but my dad has always been in professional sports since before I was born. He has worked for the National Basketball Association. So um, if any of your listeners are basketball fans, he's worked for the Atlanta Hawks, the Chicago Bulls, and he won a championship with the Philadelphia 76ers in 1983. And after, after that took place, he moved our family to Orlando in 1986 and created the Orlando Magic. There was no team there before that time, and he knew that the National Basketball Association was looking to expand, and so he said, well, I think I'm going to create a basketball team. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he did. And, uh, you know, I, I was about six years old when we moved, so all I knew was, hey, we're moving to Florida, and I, I look back now and I think, wow, what a, what a risk that was. You know, he had no guarantee it was going to work, um, no guarantee that people would buy into the idea, but he, uh, he is a huge dreamer and a huge risk taker. And so he, you know, I'm very proud when I look at, when I go to Orlando Magic basketball games today, I just kind of look around and, and smile and uh, very proud of my dad. So sports, along with music, have been a, a huge, huge, huge part of my life. I'm definitely an Orlando Magic fan. I think I would be disowned if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned that he worked with the Chicago Bulls, and uh, uh-huh. I think everyone in the world knows about Michael Jordan. Did he ever work with Michael Jordan? He he left the Bulls before Jordan got there, but he set up the trade ah. that, that allowed the Bulls to get Michael Jordan. Wow, there you go. So, yep, So, but he has drafted. He drafted Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's drafted just about all the big names wow. in basketball. We were at a big breakfast last year in Orlando for the NBA All-Star Weekend, which mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to sing at. And I, we were at a breakfast, and all the big players stood up, Magic Johnson, and I mean, every, Penny Hardaway, everybody. And they all got up to speak, and before they did, they looked at my dad sitting at the front, front table there, and they said, well, before I speak, I just want to say to Pat Williams, thank you so much for drafting me. Wow. And uh, I was, I was kind of blown away, because I didn't even, even as his daughter, and you know, knowing what I think I know all about his life, and I didn't know he had drafted all those players. So it's mm. pretty 
pretty cool. I'm, Amazing I'm a proud stuff. Daughter. Yeah, very good. And <laughs> you you co-authored uh, your first book with your dad, The Takeaway. Tell us yeah. about that book. That was a special project to work on because if you haven't gathered by now, my dad and I are very close, <laughs> uh, and and we just have a, a close relationship. As I've uh, he he always says, there's no guarantee you're going to um, get along with your family, let alone become friends. And he always says that somewhere along the way, you know, he and I became good friends, and that's a, a special thing. And so when I was getting ready to move to Nashville, I was trying to come up with a, a present for him, just a going away present. And I couldn't think of anything that felt significant enough for all that he's poured into my life. And so I, I sat down, and all I could do was just write him a card. And I said, Dad, I, I didn't know what to get you as a going-away present, so what I want to do is just tell you thank you. That mm. It's because of you that I feel prepared to go out on my own. And in that card, I said, and here's why. And I wrote a list of all of his most important life lessons, all the things that he has said to me my entire life uh, that have just stayed with me, you know, and, and I hear those things in my head every day as I'm making decisions. And, um, and so he read that card that night. Of course, we both bawled our eyes out. And, uh, and, and then he said, Karen, he said, this is a book. He said, this list you've written here, these are the chapters of a book. And so um, about a year and a half later, that book was born, The Takeaway, 20 Unforgettable Life Lessons Every Father Should Pass On to His Child. And aside from making my debut record, uh, that is definitely the most important and uh, the, the most special thing I've ever gotten to work on. Mm. Now, you've just got a brand new album out called Only You, and uh, it actually features, as I mentioned before, a duet with Michael Tate, a well-known uh, lead singer of the Newsboys. And Michael actually was quite complimentary. He said, he said, at the end of the day, everything comes down to the voice for me. Michael said that Karen's tone is pure honey. That's a nice compliment. So what was it like working with Michael Tate? Oh, it was so, it was kind of surreal, to be honest, being in the studio with him. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met, aside from being just one of the greatest voices ugh, that, that Christian music has ever seen or heard. Um, so it was definitely God moving the pieces that allowed us to, to collaborate together. And from the minute we finished this song, I, my co-writers and I kind of stood in the studio that night and we just thought, wow, there's something special about this song. You know, this this song, Hey There, it's kind of like a big hug for people. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's hurting. And, and that's that's all of us at one point or another in our lives. And so then Michael heard this and said, I gotta, I've, I've got to sing on that, you know. And, and so to be able to collaborate with somebody that I've admired for so many years and, and looked up to, I've admired his ministry for a long time. And, and so I just kind of, I have to just chuckle and say, okay, Lord, when you told me to, to uproot myself and, and come here five or five and a half years ago, I guess you know. I guess you knew what you were doing, because <laughs> I I have been uh, just reading Ephesians three twenty over and over that God will do immeasurably more than we could ever dream or imagine. So that's been the story of my life for the last couple of years. I I just kind of have allowed Him to lead. That's all I've that's all I've really done. And and to look at the things that He's allowed me to do, I'm just blown away. But but I feel like this is a special song, and um, I feel like we're either. All of us are either kind of in the middle of a storm or just coming out of one, or my dad says you're either coming out of a storm, in the middle of a storm, or you're heading into one. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, you know, this is a reminder, hey there, I know you've been hurting, I know your heart is broken, but he knows right where you are, the Lord knows exactly what you're going through, um, he knows everything you feel, uh, you know, because he knows you, and he knows every detail of your life. And so that's what I want this to be, a, a song of encouragement for, 
for hurting people. Now, we do have to go soon, but uh, before we go, I always like to ask our guests, you know, you, you shared about how you uh, were raised in a Christian home and you really had that uh, transformation when you came to Christ uh, in mm-hmm. your teenage years. For those that, that are listening that don't actually know what the gospel is and, and haven't yet, you know, given their hearts to the Lord, would you just share with our listeners, you know, what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Absolutely. You know, I, I think that a lot of times we complicate things and, uh, and, and the gospel, the story of the gospel is very simple. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And because of that, we are able to have a personal one-on-one intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you've never made that personal decision uh, for yourself, it's not a family decision, it's not a group decision just because you uh, show up at church, that is a, a good first step, but, but that does not um, assure you a place in heaven for all of eternity. So it's a very simple prayer. Lord, I know I can't do this on my own. I invite you to come into my heart. I invite you to live live in my heart for the rest of my life, and I want to spend eternity with you. I know I'm a sinner. I confess my sins, and, and uh, I ask that you'd come live in my heart forever. And it's a, um, you know, that is a, a transforming, absolutely life-transforming, simple prayer that you can pray today and find the ultimate hope. I know, you know, so many times we're searching and we're trying to fill the void in our lives with all the things that this world offers. And there is um, only one thing that can truly fill that void, and that's the hope and the um, eternity with Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate freedom that we can find. Well, Karen, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And uh, we pray for uh, the Lord to uh, continue to bless you and open doors for you. And uh, just looking at your website here, karenwilliams.com. It's K-A-R-Y-N, karenwilliams.com. A great website. And uh, if people would like to find out more about uh, your latest album, your book. And uh, have you got any plans to come to Australia one day? Would you love to come down under? I would love to come down under. I've actually been there. I, I was there one time when I was 14 years old. I was there on a, a student trip to study marine biology. Okay. I'm not really sure how much marine biology we studied, but we <laughs> sure had fun. Oh, <laughs> so fantastic. I would love to come back. But come hang out on Twitter, too. It's just at Karen Williams, K-A-R-Y-N. My parents had to be a little different when they spelled my name. <laughs> um, but I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. And um Wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm into Twitter as well, so I'll tweet you now and yeah. say, great to talk to, Ch- to Karen Williams, and you can retweet me to the world. Is that all right? Absolutely. <laughs> Done deal. All right. Well, <laughs> Karen Williams, thanks for joining us. I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Thanks, Matt, so much. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.